I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Phil Johncock, who is the founder and lead faculty for Grants Academy, which is an online education platform. This is great education to really figure out how to be an effective grant writer. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to our radio show. We have a fantastic program to talk about today. It's kind of a continuance of what I've been talking about over the course of the last few weeks, and that has been my concern of all of the fantastic and quick growth in people, population, and all that goes with that over the course of just a few years since I moved to northern Nevada. A very short amount of time. 20 years goes just like that, and you'd be amazed how different things can be in just 20 years, and some of it good, maybe some of it not so good. And I'm here to help do really what inspired me to stay in northern Nevada. We've all had a chance to go elsewhere, right? But we stayed here, and I think a lot of us stay here for one reason. The Truckee Meadows is beautiful. So today, we're talking about keeping the Truckee Meadows beautiful. We'll be back after this quick message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. What a good day to tune into our show today. We are talking with Sophie Butler, and Sophie is the Community Programs Manager at KTMB. It sounds like a radio station or maybe a TV station, but it's not. Maybe they should have one. No, KTMB stands for Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful. Welcome to our show, Sophie. Thank you so much for having me and giving Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful an opportunity to share our mission and our goals with your listeners. Oh, yes. You know, I've been talking about how much I love living in northern Nevada and how people come here, recent people that have just arrived, for the very same reason I came here 20 years ago. When you get here, it's kind of breathtaking when you think about it, just where you look around, where you live, how quick you can get to all these great places. And I would really do anything to keep it that way as best to my ability. And I think the people that are coming to Nevada and people that have been here a long time, I think they should know about the things that are important to the populace. And maybe we don't even know some of us. How do we keep the Truckee Meadows beautiful? So before we go too far with answering my random questions, tell us a little bit for the people that don't know about Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful. Yeah, so Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful is a local nonprofit, and we're dedicated to creating a more sustainable and beautiful region through waste reduction, education, and active community involvement. So it's really that last part, mm-hmm. active community involvement, where everybody can get involved with us. We run a variety of volunteer programs, so residents can come and join us and complete projects for all of our local municipalities to keep the Truckee Meadows beautiful, but also to keep the Truckee Meadows healthy. One of the things that we do frequently is collecting litter and trash from our parks and open spaces, but we also do other projects for our parks, like the removal of invasive weeds and the planting of native plants so that we're promoting our local ecology and making sure that our local wildlife is able to thrive. Those are really things that you're doing that for many people are in the background of keeping Truckee Meadows beautiful. Native plants, all kinds of native wild plants, we love that because they're strong. They're meant to live here in northern Nevada. And it's not a place where you can plant 
you know, pansy flowers out in the fields and just leave them alone. I mean, if you do plant items that need a lot of attention, you're probably dealing with things that need a lot of water. Mm -hmm. And so the impact on your work on our water resources, talk about that. Yeah, and you know, our water resources are really special here in the Truckee Meadows. We have the wonderful, beautiful Truckee River. Starts at Lake Tahoe and it ends at Pyramid Lake, which is really, really unique. Only 5% of watersheds in the whole country and in terminal basins. So 95% of them go to the ocean. Ours does not, which makes it a really precious resource. And 85% of our drinking water comes from the Truckee River. So being conscientious of how we're using our water here, especially in drought years like this one, is so important. And it's also important to consider what we're doing in our open spaces, because all of that will come back to the river as well if we're leaving our trash and dangerous chemicals in our open spaces that can come back and end up affecting the river and therefore our drinking water as well. Absolutely. There's an old saying, it all flows downhill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> my concern in our conversation really was spurred about my questions about open space in the Truckee Meadows when I moved here. So much of the new development that is going on now, so if it was not going on then, it wasn't even dreamed of then. In fact... Um, the challenge was to fill available homes. I have been involved with the real estate world since uh, 2006. And what I've seen is that as real estate concerns have gone up, it appears that keeping Truckee Meadows beautiful has gone down. I've seen so many monster complex of homes building in what I used to think were flood areas and flood zones. Um, I live adjacent to Veterans Parkway which wasn't there until a few years ago. And the area has changed dramatically. I understand the need for transporting people, safety, all those things. But, you know, it's beginning to seem like maybe the trade-off that we're getting for development is not really worth it. You know, every time that I hear about there being a new road potentially being put in that is cutting through an area of land that isn't developed or has been just public land up until that point, maybe areas where people recreate on their bicycles or their off-highway vehicles. My immediate concern, and I'm not sure this is a concern everybody thinks of, is, oh no, is this going to increase the illegal dumping that we're seeing in these areas? As soon as people have more access to our open space, I've seen more people deciding that that's the most convenient place for them to put their trash. There's areas up in Sun Valley just beyond neighborhoods where we see so much trash in piles and piles, enough to fill like seven dumpsters that's dumped out there. You see the same thing in areas like Hidden Valley where now with all of these new developments, there's a lot of people who are a lot closer to these public spaces, these public lands, and are taking advantage of them. That's really perplexing uh, on so many levels. It is just so perplexing. And, you know, when I think about what could be the logical reason for that, there is none. There is no logical reason why somebody would do that. However, I know that many times in society, people take the path of least resistance. And that sometimes and many times means the path of least cost. You know, I, I wonder sometimes if these individuals... Are they families? Are they companies? Are they a syndicate? I mean, how big is the dumping? Does it look like it's a family dump, one family? Or does it look like somebody's doing it for a business and dumping at will out there? You know, it really depends. A lot of the time, it definitely appears to be individuals who are sort of taking the easy way out. Like you were saying, they want to avoid the cost of going to the landfill or the cost of properly disposing things like televisions. Some of them are people who are recreating in the open space. They want to go shoot their guns and they want something to be a target. So, so they, they go out and they... And shoot, shoot the TV? Exactly, and then mm. they just leave it and all out it. there. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, wow. That's really sad to hear, but it, it's good to know that you know what the target is for hazardous waste and illegal dumping. And I, too, have seen my share of that. I have always found, Sophie, that wherever you have people, a percentage of the people of the population is going to 
get involved in illegal dumping. So you kind of plan that X percent of this geographical area, 2 percent, X percent of the people, there's going to be this much illegal dumping. So anytime you open up more area, new area, guess what you get? You get that fraction moving over with you, right? Mm -hmm. Part of the people that are moving in that area, part of the people that are going to be in that area are going to be doing a percentage of illegal dumping. But it's kind of funny what you say in that it seems sometimes like the first activity in open area is the illegal dumping. Mm -hmm. And then the second activity is the cleanup of the illegal dumping. And then maybe things can develop. And one of the things that we always say is trash attracts trash. The thing that's unfortunate about a lot of these dump sites is they're visible. And, you know, one person goes out and dumps, and we may not be able to go out there immediately with volunteers, and another person will see it. And that almost justifies to somebody else that, oh, this is an option that I can choose when really it shouldn't be. My guest is Sophie Butler. She's the Community Programs Manager at KTMB, Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful. We're talking about the general functions of Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful. They've got a great website with all of the history, lots of great information on the website, ktmb.org. You can visit to learn more. We're going to continue our conversation with Sophie Butler because she's here. I have questions about the impacts on real estate values on people's decisions to move to northern Nevada, on people's decisions to leave northern Nevada. Keep Truckee Meadows beautiful. Yes or no? We'll be right back. Programs manager of KTMB is here, Sophie Butler. I'm glad you're with us on the show today. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself so far. So It's nice to talk about things that you're passionate about, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love any opportunity to come and talk to folk about what we're doing, whether it be radio, TV, you name it. So you moved here recently, a few years back, and access to the outdoors, I know that was an important thing to you. What do you like? What is the best part about it? You look somewhat like a snowboarder, but you might be a horseback rider, or you might be both. Maybe you're a downhill uh, motorbike rider or a century cycler, kayaker. How about perhaps a uh, scuba diver? There's so many things. Wow. I mean, you've got maybe one or two there. I, skiing was my number one reason for mm-hmm. coming to the area, yep. but mountain biking and hiking are how I choose to spend my time in the summer. And a lot of the mountain biking around here, it's on our public lands. So yeah. I've gotten to experience so much of it since I moved here. Oh, yes. And there's always a great view when you're in the Truckee Meadows, a uh, big part of northern Nevada. Quite frankly, even the eastern part of the state to me is fascinating And uh, it's mostly because it is so beautiful and there are not very many people by comparison to the southern part of the state. So it's an area that you can really get get away, get a little serenity, get some tranquility. And then it's a quick shot back to to Torino where it's the biggest little city in the world. Did you think about that when you moved here? Biggest little city in the world? You know, I knew Reno was the biggest little city in the world, but I didn't put too much thought into it. Although as I've been here over the last three years – It seems to become more and more true to to me every day. I am trying to get the Reno City Council to modify that slogan just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reno, Nevada, biggest little city, and it's getting bigger Mm -hmm. in America. Do you want to flip it? Something like that. Something like that. You know, growth is good and development is good, and I love people like everybody else. However, like anything without good controls... Sometimes it can create havoc. Traffic in the northern part of the area is horrendous. People are moving there, loving it there. It's beautiful there, but there's so little thoroughfare. A lot of construction going on right now. However, I said that 20 years ago when I got here, and I still haven't stopped saying it. There's always a lot of construction going on here. Um, County issues between county issues, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes I think there's so much going on, Sophie, we forget to thinking about just nature, the environment, and what it is that has made northern Nevada such a great destination. And I'm afraid that we're losing some of that. So talk to me a little bit about the open space issues that I have. Is there a, any discussion? How is that, how is that uh, looked at, or at from, from Keep Trucking Meadows Beautiful? So we look at it from a few different angles because there's a variety of different impacts that dumping in our open spaces has on our area. One is it's a huge fire hazard. 
you know, sometimes people are dumping their green waste, mm -hmm. things like their Christmas trees out in our open spaces instead of mm -hmm. disposing of them properly or getting them recycled with our annual program, mm -hmm. which we offer to residents every single year. So fire hazard is a big issue. Mm -hmm. It, as we have talked about, is a potential risk to our watershed. We can contaminate our drinking water by dumping in our desert. And it's also potentially damaging to wildlife. We could damage our native flora and then maybe injure our local wildlife by mm -hmm. having all of this crap dumped out mm -hmm. in the desert. And, you know, we've talked about how I love to recreate. So many people who live here love to recreate. Mm -hmm. And having all of this stuff out there is a hazard to them. People like to ride their bikes and their dirt bikes. And coming across these things can pose a big danger to them. So it affects all of us, whether we're seeing it every day or not. And one of our main ways of tackling it is by getting volunteers together to clean it up. And then also working with our local municipalities, our local landowners. So that would be the BLM, the Forest Service, the Washoe County Sheriff's Office, you name them. If they have a stake in our public lands, we get them together to discuss what the current issues are and what are potential ways that we can prevent these issues from being perpetuated for many years to come. Is there a hazardous waste dump hotline that people can call if they see somebody illegal dumping or things of that type? Yeah, so the main thing that we want any resident to do when they come across an illegal dump site in our open space is to call the illegal dumping hotline that we set up in partnership with the Washington County Sheriff's Office over a decade ago. That phone number is 329-DUMP. You call them, let them know whereabouts you are, and they will record it and then set it in phase for that to be cleaned up by a Washoe County Sheriff's Office crew. And then the other hotline that we encourage all of our residents to be aware of is the Washoe County Sheriff's Office non-emergency dispatch number. So if you're driving through your neighborhood or you're recreating in our open space and you see somebody driving up a hill, pickup truck full of junk, and you think to yourself, that looks like a potential dumper, we want you to call that non-emergency dispatch line, 785-WCSO, so the Washoe County Sheriff's Office can send out some of their officers, hopefully arrest that person, and then stop that dumping from happening. Wow, we've got to take better care of our trucky metals to get ultimately get what we all want, which is for it to stay beautiful, pristine, and livable. Mm -hmm. It's a big part of why people move to northern Nevada because it's very livable. It gets less livable as you have more people. Many times, not just because there's more people, but because you get the, I call it the criminal element. People that do things that are not good for others and illegal dumping, that's huge. Do you suppose or has there been a study as to why people would dump illegally is it that is it the cost? Is it the time, the speed? Um, I would think that if there was a place where people could dump for free, for no cost, for whatever reason, um, it would be less costly to our citizens and to KTMB than clean up detail all the time. You know, you're one hundred percent right that it would be less costly. As an example, disposing a tire. Two or three dollars when you take it back to the tire shop. Once it's been illegally dumped, it's going to cost forty dollars, considering the staff effort of local municipalities to go out there, remove it, and dispose it. And you see that disparity with everything that's dumped in the desert, including things like vehicles, where you see a very, very large disparity in costs. And part of the reason we think that vehicle dumping specifically has increased so much in the area over the last few years is the cost of scrap metal is super low. People aren't incentivized to sell their vehicles. And with everything else, we really think it's either a lack of knowledge of resources or, as we've said, really just wanting to avoid paying those costs or feeling that the opportunities that they do have to dump things for free are just not readily available and there's so few that 
that's also a hassle. People are paying a lot of money to move to northern Nevada. The median home price is over $550,000. As prices continue to go up and more people come to Nevada to take advantage of all the great things, they expect something for that money. They expect their home. They expect the view that they have when they moved into that home. And they really expect the Truckee Meadows to be what it was, at least what it was when they moved into the Truckee Meadows. But as we have more and more illegal dumping, for whatever reasons, the quality of the Truckee Meadows goes down. And it really encourages more nefarious activity when it comes to protecting our lands. So I'm encouraging everybody, if you have any questions, you, you can't find a way to get rid of your waste, your old automobile, your old TV, we can tell you. It doesn't cost you anything, and I guarantee you it won't cost you anything as long as you're a typical homeowner and you're not a commercial company trying to get rid of a 1,000 gallons of waste. No, if you are a homeowner and or you know somebody that's a homeowner and they are having a challenge wondering what to do with that old TV, that old bucket of insecticide or whatever it might be, gasoline, call us before you dump it. We can tell you where to go. I got re rid of some hazardous waste last week. I went to the waste management drop-off, drop and they are involved with another company. You know the name of the company. It's a green, what is it? They're called Graymar Environmental. Graymar Environment, and they have a great program there. And I felt so good getting rid of this stuff that it's just an accident waiting to happen. The cost was relatively low for me. I went in June. Had I gone in May, or if I wait to go in July, it's free. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure we have our listeners' ears peaked. You can get rid of hazardous waste for free if you meet certain conditions. If you're a resident of Reno, if you're a current customer of waste management, there's a very good chance you can get rid of any hazardous wastes from your home, like paint thinner, varnishes, gasoline, pool cleaners, insecticides, herbicides, paint, uh, TVs, electronics, all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. You want to keep Truckee Meadows beautiful? That's one way to do it. We are going to continue our conversation with Sophie Butler, Community Programs Manager at Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful after this. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. Enjoying my conversation with Sophie Butler from Tr Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful. I've always loved Reno, Nevada from the first time I saw it and decided to, then decided to move here a few years later. And it's no wonder more and more people are discovering Reno, Nevada. Whatever the reason, whatever you think, home prices in Reno, Nevada are moving up substantially. Let's look at what the most recent report had to say from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. There were 535 sales in the last reporting period. And those sales were for existing single-family homes. 535 sales, that's a 32.4% uh, difference from last year. And uh, that, that difference is substantial because more and more people are finding challenges finding homes available for sale. When the challenge happens in your life, it's big money. The median home price $550,000 for a home in Reno, Nevada. That includes the North Valleys. Now, that's a 37.5% increase from last year. And in just one month, almost 10%. Things happen pretty funny in the housing business in the spring and summer because that's when most of the sales happen in a typical real estate market. Since we're the year after COVID, I imagine there are a lot of things that are pretty much out of sync from they, what they would normally be in the trend lines if you had a normal transition from one year to another. 2021 is the year where everybody is trying to recover and at the same time trying to make plans for the future because we're, we've all realized that 
because of the way things happen in the political world, there are no certainties. Logic is one of those things that is not a certainty. Logic amongst others, not a certainty. You have to have logic within your own mind. And if logic tells you that the median home prices in northern Nevada are too high to buy a home, it's not the right time to buy a home for you. If you absolutely feel like the prices are going to be going down at some point in the future, or if you're looking at a different area, maybe considering a lower-cost area of the state, the county, the country, absolutely may not be a good time to buy a home. When is a good time to buy a home? When you need that home, when there's a demand in your life for that home. If you just moved to Reno because you've got a new job and you've got to live in a new community, you've got to find a home one way or the other. It's got to be a rental maybe to start. Then you can move into owning your own home. But you're here and you have to pay the price. You have to pay the rent that's available. You have to pay the home prices in our area. When you come to Reno, Nevada to live, there's a cost, just like anywhere else. If you move other places, there's always a cost there too. But sometimes the costs are less. Sometimes they're more. You have to compare that with your lifestyle, your income, your stability in that market. As an example, Fernley, Nevada, their median home price, not $550,000. In fact, it is $352,000. That's almost a $200,000 difference for about a 25 to 30 mile drive difference from Reno. Fernley is a fast growing community because of great home value prices and it's got a fantastic location for many employers and businesses. It's right on I-80, right near the Tahoe Industrial Center. It has a lot of potential for the future, and that would be my recommendation for somebody who's struggling to find a home in Reno or Sparks at the prices that are available and at the inventories that are available. I suggest you look a little bit further outside the market. Fernley is one of those areas where you could move to Fernley from Reno or Sparks and still have the same friends, still have the same jobs, still shop at the same stores, still attend the same events, still enjoy living in northern Nevada because Fernley is probably the closest municipality outside of Reno Sparks that can offer the values that it offers today when it comes to buying a home. A savings of $200,000 for a little bit of an inconvenient drive of maybe half an hour and maybe you'll find that it's a nice drive for half an hour, and maybe you're a telecommuter, or maybe you're somebody that doesn't even have to attend their work in person because so many people are doing things now digitally. Fernley might be an outstanding choice for you. There were 49 sales of existing single-family homes in the last reporting period. That is a pretty good increase from the prior year, 53%, and a little bit more from the year prior. They are doing some building in Fernley. The median price for a single-family residence of $352,500 is an increase of 30% from just the year prior. So there you go. If you would have bought a home just a year ago in Fernley for probably somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and ten dollars to $225,000, you would be up today about $100,000 in value had you been able to make that purchase one year ago. When you look at the increase in value and the cost of homes today, uh, it's the people that bought homes six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. These are the people that are really rocking today. Look, you may not be a homeowner yet, or maybe you have a home that you bought recently and it hasn't increased a lot in value. The key to any investment is patience. We knew going in what your investment is, and it takes a little while for all investments to start to turn some profit, or in the case of real estate, to start to appreciate in value. 
Now, we don't always move into a home for that reason. We actually are moving in a home because we have monthly costs. we got to live someplace, and we have to relocate. So that means we have to relocate our homes, buy a new home, rent a new home. There are many, many reasons, but the key is that as soon as you can, I recommend you find a home. Buy a home someplace as close as you can to your work. Look, that first home you buy is not going to be the home you're going to be in forever. That first home, in fact, is the first link to success in real estate. People have to start someplace. So maybe that first home isn't the nicest home, the biggest home in the best location. Maybe there are some inconveniences. Perhaps you just can't see yourself living there long term. Don't worry about it. In many cases, people are buying homes or have bought homes, primary residences, and then just a few years later, they move out and buy another home. The home they had, they rent it out, and so they are now getting regular monthly income from the new renters. You ask yourself, how am I going to buy my new home? Well, if you wait just a little while like many people did that bought a few years ago, you'll have enough equity in that home that if you have good credit, if you take care of your expenses, if you don't have a lot of credit card debt, you can use that first home, cash out refinance, get some cash, and then take that cash and put it down as a down payment on your next home. So the neat thing is that the first home that you've purchased, you purchase as primary residence, so you get the best available types of loan products on primary residence. And then when you do a cash out refinance on that primary residence, You're again working with the lender that has given you a cash-out refinance based on this being your primary residence. Then, when you get that cash, whatever cash you get out, you can choose to buy another home for yourself and move up to that home and then rent out the home that you formerly lived in. You might even decide, I'm going to stay in my home and I'm truly going to use that cash to buy investment property. I'll buy a home that I'm going to rent out to somebody. You really can go either way. I always recommend you do it the first way I talked about, which is to leave your very first home, make it a rental, and then your next home that you're buying and you're financing, you are paying for that as primary residence. So your mortgage rates will be lower, your insurance costs will likely be lower, and you can continue to build your real estate portfolio and holdings in the best way possible by doing just that making sure that your financing is always for primary residence, and then you can move on. You may have multiple uh, investment properties along with your own investment, your own uh, primary residence after a few years down the road, and you can look back and see that you may still have loans on those first investment properties that are now rental properties because you lived there at some point, but all of the mortgages and all the details on those properties are for primary residence because once you have that loan in place, as long as you pay that loan on time, you can keep that loan and keep rolling forward. My name is Peter. I'm your host here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If I can help you with any questions about getting a mortgage, I know some great people that you can talk to as a former mortgage lender myself. I can give you some ideas on some of the things you need to get prepared before you talk to your mortgage lender. After you talk to a mortgage lender and you know what your capacity is, he will tell you or she will tell you what kind of a mortgage you could qualify for, how much money you would need for a down payment. You'll find out if there's any grants or down payment assistance programs available that you can take advantage of. You'll also know that by looking at that number, you'll also know whether you need assistance from another person. Some of the mortgages available for primary residence purchase, they allow for a non-occupying co-borrower. So if you just don't have quite enough income or you don't have quite enough down payment, it's possible that you could use a mortgage loan that has the ability for you to get a non-occupant co-borrower, a family member, a friend, Uh, a loved one that can help you with qualifying for a mortgage. You might even find that person would decide to move in if it's good for you and you can have two borrowers 
on that mortgage to help you get started with your first purchase of a primary residence. Many cultures do it exactly this way in order to help their families attain home ownership. One family member helps another family member. Then the family member that has the home already helps another family member. And little by little, many people, many people with large families help each other become homeowners in this way. All kinds of opportunities to do that. So think about getting a mortgage for your home. I recommend that you first get your ducks in order. Make sure you have your paycheck stubs for the last two months, your checking and savings account bank statements available for the last two months. Make sure that you do not have any unknowns in your life that are costing you money when a mortgage lender orders your credit report. It's all going to be there. So be prepared to discuss every obligation that you have And there's always some mysteries that prop up for some reason. When you see your credit report after not having seen it for a while, there might be some errors. There might be some duplications. Uh, There might be some things that are just absolutely wrong. In this world today, many times we find that the wrong person's data might show up on somebody's credit report or it might be commingled. So your mortgage lender is going to help you determine if everything looks good on your particular credit report. We're going to continue our conversation with Sophie Butler as we're talking about keeping Truckee Meadows beautiful here in northern Nevada. Believe me, I moved here because I love the beauty of northern Nevada, and I know you did too. Let's keep it that way. We'll hear from Sophie and more after this quick message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate. 352-9396. Get SunTech solar screening. 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call Suntech Solar Screening. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Phil Johncock, who is the founder and lead faculty for Grants Academy, which is an online education platform. This is great education to really figure out how to be an effective grant writer. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Amazing where prices are going when it comes to median home prices in northern Nevada. A lot of folks think it's only northern Nevada, but when you look at all across the country, in some of the highest price states versus some of the lowest price states, you look at the 50 average for 50 median home prices, $350,000 is the average median home price. That means half the homes sold for more and half sold for less in the United States than $350,000. There are a lot more than that in some parts of the country. In California, they're much higher. In Arkansas, they're a fraction. It really depends on which state you are looking to purchase your home in. 
But I talked to a gent today from Arkansas, one of the lowest priced median home prices in the state, somewhere around $145,000. And he was able to sell his home with just two days of listing the home. And the buyer offered $40,000 more than he was asking for the home because he was so urgent to find a home. Of course, he took the deal. And the same thing is happening here in northern Nevada. Median home price is not $350,000. It's $550,000. And people are at many times offering $50,000 more than the asking price just so that they'll get the home because there's so many, or rather I should say there are so few homes available for sale. Well, the homes are out there. They're just not available for sale. No housing shortage. Lots of houses. More houses than ever. There just aren't that many people that want to sell their houses. People are staying in their homes for a lot of reasons. But it's really creating a lockout for a lot of people looking to buy a home across the country. So if you have a home, I know why you're not wanting to sell. Where are you going to move to? Why would you want to pay those high prices? And there's a good chance that you are right where you want to be. The Truckee Meadows. That's why I'm here, and that's why I'm not selling my home today. I'm talking with Sophie Butler about keeping Truckee Meadows beautiful. Sophie is the community programs manager. We talked a lot about the things that Keep Truckee Meadows Beautiful does. You have a big event coming up as well. We haven't talked about that. Tell our listeners a little bit. Our annual Raise the River event it's KTMB's only fundraiser that we hold every year, so it's essentially our fundraising gala, but it's more of a fundraising garden party. So one of the projects that KTMB has taken on over the last five or six years is maintaining the sensory garden in Idlewild Park. And normally we use this as an educational garden for children. We work with schools to take them on field trips there and teach them about how they can protect the Truckee Meadows by preserving our watershed, reducing the waste in the area, and preventing the spread of invasive weeds. But in August, it is the site of our annual fundraiser garden party, Raise the River. So we'll have a bunch of different sponsors there, like our title sponsor, NV Energy, who has been a really wonderful partner of KTMB over the years, local food and drink from places like Liberty Food and Wine, which you can find right downtown, and places like Revision Brewery are providing all of the drinks for the event. So anyone who attends will be supporting KTMB by buying a ticket or buying a table. But then you'll also be supporting KTMB by learning more about our programs and learning more about how you can get involved in keeping the Truckee Meadows beautiful year-round. This Raise the River event. Mm-hmm. Is this the first year? How many years have we been doing it? So this is our sixth year of Raise the River, and part of why we're so excited is obviously last year we weren't able to hold the event in person. So we the had... river didn't rise last year? Um, well, the river did rise, <laughs> but the river rose virtually. <laughs> yeah. And we're really lucky that we have so many wonderful supporters They're who took to go. the time to do stuff with us, even mm. though it was online, but... This year, everyone's excited to get back together and actually enjoy the food, the wine, and the company in person. Very nice. How many people typically attend the event? So we typically have 500 to 600 attendees at this event. Mm -hmm. It's a really big community event now Mm -hmm. over the years. I think it's unique from other fundraisers that local nonprofits host because it's not, you know, in a big room in one of the casinos. It's outside in this beautiful garden right next to one of the resources that we are trying to preserve, and that's the Truckee River. A lot of people move to northern Nevada. They love all the things about northern Nevada. But one of the things that more homeowners are not so happy about nowadays is that they have to have in their neighborhoods homeowners associations. So there are all these rules and guidelines that you have to have to make sure that you keep the area beautiful. And there's always some debate about whether having that kind of control is good or not. But I know that everybody that moves to northern Nevada, if you're buying a home, if you're paying this huge price for a home, if you're a proud homeowner, you want to keep the Truckee Meadows beautiful. And you don't really need to be in a homeowners association to do this kind of work. You know, in fact, it's kind of like an association, all of us that live in the Truckee Meadows. And regardless of whether we're putting money into it and paying these monthly dues or not, 
I almost feel obligated like everybody should do something to keep our area beautiful. What are some of the simple things that people could do? Oh my gosh, there are so many simple things that people can do. And you know, I'm going to start with things that people can do just to protect the river and to limit the amount of trash we're spreading. You know, a lot of us have trucks out here. It's mm -hmm. biggest little truck city as far as I'm concerned. I've seen more trucks here than I have anywhere else I've lived. And it's easy to be careless and not clear out your truck bed. As soon as you're leaving things in your truck bed, you have a chance of spreading litter all throughout our region. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that we want to be conscientious of is what's being left on our streets when we're driving around. So have you seen storm drains on all of the streets in the neighborhoods, I'm sure? Yes. Yeah, yes. so storm drains, all of them lead to either a creek or a river. And most of the creeks go right into the Truckee River. I would so. bet. Every, every time I see a manhole cover, I know where that's going. Truckee River. Mm -hmm. So we like to think of all of our streets as being tributaries yes. to the river. So yes. something as simple as taking your car to a car wash instead of washing, washing it in the street is really beneficial to keeping the Truckee Meadows beautiful. It's not healthy for our river and its wildlife, you may imagine, for all of the soap to be going down our drains and infiltrating the watershed, but car washes collect all of their soapy, dirty water and stop it from spreading. You know, I am a beekeeper. As I mentioned earlier on the show, I'm always promoting people to think about becoming beekeepers. And as a beekeeper, one of the big things I've learned is that bees don't like stink. They don't like the smell of Ajax. They don't like the smell of chemicals. I don't either. We tolerate them, but the fact is if I want my bees to be healthy, I have to keep as many chemicals away from them as possible. And I have to tell you, Sophie, I wash my car in my driveways. Not often, but every now and then I need, it needs a good hose down. But I never use soap, just water. It's just water. That's all it is. And, you know, the car comes every bit as clean with just water. When I dust the dash, I don't spray all kinds of goop on it. I use water. And it comes every bit as clean. The dust ends up on the cloth and in the trash it goes. And I don't need all the chemicals that I thought I used to need. And I bet most people could cut their chemical use in half in their own homes and just use water. What do you think of that? I think that's a great idea. And you know what the other benefit of that is, is we're creating less waste in the process. You know, it's all well and good when everything does make it to our landfill. Obviously, we don't want all of this waste polluting our local environment. But our landfill itself is limited in how much it can take. So as much as we can limit the trash that's being it to our landfill, the better. And all of these disposable bottles for cleaning fluid is one of the things that doesn't need to make it there. Exactly. So many reasons not to pollute and to keep Truckee Meadows beautiful. Uh, your website, Sophie Butler, ktmb.org, chock full of information. One of the nice things I see there is that you're always looking for volunteers. You're even looking for people to work with the organization. It has a lot of horsepower to do a lot of things. I also love the fact that when I looked at the staff, the board of directors, a lot of people from all age groups, a lot of young people. I'm glad to know that the new people, the young people, we're getting a lot more young people in northern Nevada, or I'm getting older every day. I'm not sure. Well, either way, a lot of people are moving to northern Nevada, and it's good to see that a lot of young people are involved with Keep Truckee Metals Beautiful. Are you looking for more involvement? Yeah, so we're looking for more involvement in a number of ways. One is we work with the AmeriCorps program nationally every year to hire on two or three AmeriCorps members to help us implement our programs every year. That's actually was my first job out of college was as an AmeriCorps. And I feel like it set me up to be successful professionally. So our AmeriCorps will be helping us with our youth education program. So going to schools and teaching children about how we can better protect our local environments. You really got to start them young and make sure they understand these issues from a young age because obviously it should be bad that littering is wrong, but we need to make sure we tell everyone that to get it across. And then we also have an AmeriCorps that will be helping with our green business program and our adult education program. And then we have an AmeriCorps that will be working with me to run all of our volunteer programs year-round, engage more community members to come out and do projects with us, and to make sure that we're serving the area in the best we can. Absolutely. It's been great to have you on the show. I want to encourage people to think more about our association, our association as we live in the Truckee Meadows. 
And although there's no dues required, I encourage everybody to do something to make the Truckee Meadows more beautiful. We talked about picking up trash and reporting illegal dumping. Every time I go hiking in the hills, and it's not nearly as often as I would like to, I always carry a plastic bag with me because my goal whenever I go to a public area or hiking is to bring back more trash than I, brought, than I took in. Essentially, I leave the park cleaner than I found it. And I always feel good knowing that I picked up a little bit of trash, somebody else's trash. Sometimes I find cans or bottles that are like 10 or 20 years old when I'm hiking, and it feels good to finally get those things out of the beautiful Truckee Meadows. So I, that's one of the things I encourage folks to do. And can you imagine if just like 10 people more started doing that and told their family, friends, acquaintances about that, and more and more people started taking that initiative to just take up those little things when they're out and about. It would make such a big difference. It absolutely would, and it changes the mindset 24 hours a day to keep Truckee Meadows beautiful. Thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you to our listeners as well for tuning in. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends so they can tune in and learn more and make a great deal on real estate too. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m.